Good morning. Good morning, good morning everyone. Hope you're doing well. It's Monday and it is time for the Monday Motivation. Hope you had an amazing, amazing weekend. Uh, I did some gardening. It was beautiful, Saturday and Sunday. Planted some stuff. I wasn't going to plant any uh, vegetables this year, but I decided to because we don't know what the summer is holding. So uh, we decided to go ahead and do that. But I hope everybody's doing well today. And I want to welcome everybody. Hi, Jim. Hi, Tina. Hi, Aaron. Welcome. And uh, it's Monday morning. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you had a great, great Sunday. And as we continue in our unusual, unprecedented times, we want to say uh, great job to everybody and keep you encouraged. Hi, Jacob Kelly. Good morning. Good to see you. Give us a wave. Let us know you're uh, watching this morning. We've got a couple announcements today and as well. Uh, we want to say happy birthday to a couple people. And then today we're going to wrap up. Uh, we've been doing a five-part series on uh, uh, the Leadership Challenge, Five Core Behaviors of a Leader. And we want to wrap some of that up today. But this morning we want to say happy birthday this week on Friday to Gretchen Duff. Happy birthday, Gretchen. Hope you have a great, great birthday on Friday. And we want to say happy birthday on Saturday coming up to Jim Galbraith. Jim, uh, lead pastor now, one of our former youth pastors here. So uh, super happy birthday to Jim Galbraith. But uh, we also want to say um, that if you have sent in an offering for the big gift, thank you for that. If you, uh, I know it takes some time to collect the money, get a church uh, check issued, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, if you're still working on it, that's cool. We totally understand that, and uh, we're still kind of tallying and collecting, and uh, seeing what God has done through your students and through your giving. And I hope you're doing well. How many of you have gone without a haircut? I'm convinced that in just a couple of days, uh, I will look like a mad scientist uh, with my hair. It's under control right now, but some days. It's rough, I'm telling you. Good morning, Bill. Good to see you. But uh, we want to let you know, uh, please keep uh, things rolling in for the big give. And then we're going to talk about youth camp a little bit this week. We put out a video uh, late last week, and we've kind of been um, really watching things really closely with what the government is uh, saying. We saw uh, the president release some guidelines for reopening that we thought were uh, helpful. They included solid benchmarks and measurables. We were waiting for the governor of Pennsylvania on Friday to give his um, kind of speech on reopening, but he really gave almost no details on uh, benchmarks and what he was looking forward, uh, looking for in reopening. So wait and see what this week's hold holds, but we are planning on having camp. And this Thursday at 11 a.m., this Thursday at 11 a.m., we're going to have an open Zoom call for our youth pastors. Um, <laughs> we're going to have an open... Uh, Aaron Lawrence says, let's make this quick because uh, he doesn't want to miss the protest in Harrisburg. Yes, there is a protest taking place in Harrisburg today, one of those driving uh, <laughs> protests. And um, uh, we look forward to seeing Aaron Lawrence on the news uh, tonight <laughs> because of his participation in the protest. But uh, this Thursday, 11 a.m., we'll talk through some of the options that we're looking at for a youth camp. So if you've come to youth camp, if you were planning on coming to youth camp, 
think about taking the time on a Thursday morning at 11 a.m. to join us. We'll post a link up in the Youth Pastors group for you and uh, invite you to be a part of that. It's not, uh, there won't be any decisions or anything like that announced on Thursday, but we want to have a good discussion about what some of the options are and kind of gauge uh, what the thoughts are and directions for that. So uh, we want to talk today about uh, wrapping up our five-part uh, series we've kind of done over the last two months on uh, the Leadership Challenge, Five Core Behaviors of a Leader. This is a standard kind of graduate leadership textbook. Um, great lessons in there for youth pastors and leaders. Uh, five core behaviors of a leader. Number one, model the way. Number two, inspire a shared vision. Number three, challenge the process. Number four, enable others to act. Number five, we'll talk about today, is encourage the heart. Encourage the heart. So you've modeled the way as a leader. You've personally clarified what the values are, and you have personally set the example of those values. You've inspired a shared vision, so you've brought other key leaders and members of the organization on board with the vision. They're in it with you. You've challenged the process. You've searched for opportunities and wins, new ways of doing things. Uh, you've enabled others to act. You've given away responsibility. You've allowed people to make their own decisions. Now let's talk about encourage the heart. I find this value, number five, to be the one that people in ministry tend to understand or do the most. Encourage the heart. This is kind of a pa very pastoral function that you would see in any well-functioning, uh, well-oiled, highly successful, high-attaining organization. And we see it a lot in the church, encourage the heart. But um, there is some nuance to it if you are, you know, th th these five core behaviors are high-performing organizations. So there is a sense in Christian ministry in which we would say all people need to be encouraged, all people need to be affirmed, all people need to be loved. I agree with that 100%. So uh, I would just say, though, that in terms of five core leadership behaviors, when we talk about encouraging the heart, there is nuance to that. Uh, and and you, when, encourage, when you encourage the heart as a high-performing leader, it is towards the goal of accomplishing the vision. So you always want to uh, encourage and you always want to um, love all people but you also want to take time to acknowledge it when someone has uh, achieved extraordinary results with regard to the vision and the direction in which you are moving. Uh, so this is the one that comes most naturally for people, but I'll say this, two things. Recognition is about acknowledging good results, but it's also about reinforcing positive performance. It's about encouraging good results, but it's also about uh, reinforcing positive performance. So you want to, when you come to encourage the heart, you encourage people, you pastorally encourage, but you also point people out. You recognize extraordinary achievement. And of course, it is about acknowledging good results. Hey, you did a good job, but also reinforcing positive behavior. All parents, if you're in this if you're in the, 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 the podcast today or you're watching the Facebook Live here today and you're a parent, you know that you recognize, that you acknowledge, that you reward positive behavior and the kind of behavior that you want to see replicated. You don't reward poor behavior. You give love regardless of behavior, but you acknowledge and you recognize 
behavior that's positive. Same thing in leadership. When a student or a part of your leadership team performs uh, beyond what you expect or they really get what you're talking about. Maybe they go to school and they share Jesus with a friend. They bring a friend to school with them. Maybe they do their own kind of fundraiser and they uh, give that money to speed the light in a sacrificial way. You recognize those kinds of things. You encourage that. And it's partially about saying, hey, you did a great job, but it's also about setting the example so that others in the organization see what that person has done and know the kind of results that you're looking for. When it comes to uh, encouraging the heart, giving recognition, uh, and reinforcing positive behavior, have high expectations. You know, one of the phrases I hate to hear from youth pastors, and I've talked about this before on our leadership podcast here, but one of the things on the Monday Motivation, I've talked about this, that I hate to hear is uh, our students can't do that. Our students can't do that. Um, that is a self-defeating, um, self-prophesying behavior. Um, don't expect that your students can't. Don't expect that your leaders can't. Expect that they can. Expect the best from them. Um, expect the best and then personalize recognition. Here's a statement from the book. Research on the phenomenon of self-fulfilling prophecies provides ample evidence that people act in ways that are consistent with others' expectations of them. People act in ways that are consistent with others' expectations of them. If you expect people to fail, they probably will. If you expect them to succeed, they probably will. And this is why I hate the statement, our students can't, or well, we tried that and they weren't really into that, or our students won't, our students can't. Never, never say that. Number one, spiritually, theologically, you put God in a box. You put the Holy Spirit in a box of what he can and can't do in a student's life. Never do that. Number two, if you as a leader set such low expectations, then of course they will never, ever achieve the aims that you're searching for. So set high expectations. I think you'll find over the years, you'll be surprised when you set high expectations, not only that students achieve them, but you will be surprised at who the students are that achieve the results that you've laid out. I've consistently been amazed and surprised during my tenure as a youth pastor at, how, uh, at who uh, the students are that reach out beyond the ordinary and try to achieve the extraordinary. And uh, I've been surprised at the ones that don't as well. But set high expectations, and then when they achieve those high expectations, recognize those things. High expectations lead to high performance. What higher expectation is there on a people group than God puts on us? Be holy, for the Lord is holy. Wow, that's a high expectation. Most of us only achieve that. In fact, all of us only achieve that through the sacrifice of Christ. And yet it drives us regardless to live lives and attempt to live lives uh, where we lay ourselves down at the altar repeatedly every day as living sacrifices, attempting to be holy and pleasing to God. And so God sets high expectations. We need to have high expectations for our students as well. And make sure you keep those goals and things 
uh, geared towards the vision. So one of my highest achievers uh, when I was a youth pastor was a young man. He was um, from a broken home. His family was not, uh, they were not believers. Uh, his father was a drug addict. In fact, um, this this young man, he would go to school during the week. He lived at his mom's house. On the weekends, he would go to his dad's house. At his dad's house, uh, his dad would give him marijuana starting at age like 12 or 13 and beer to drink. And uh, that was about the same time he started coming to youth group. A friend invited him and he got saved, this young man. And uh, he was still having to go to his dad's on the weekend. He had exposure to drugs and alcohol, but he was working hard towards a living a life of sacrifice and uh, living a life committed to Jesus. That student, um, throughout his middle school and throughout his high school years, continued to struggle between the spirit man and the, and the, and the flesh. He continued to go back and forth. He would be on fire for God, and then he'd go visit his dad, and he'd fall off the wagon. Just happened repeatedly. But in our youth ministry, we set high expectations. Students can give. Students can live sacrificial, pure lives. Students can share the gospel with their friends, start missional clubs. Students can achieve great things for the gospel. When we set these goals, that student, in spite of the fact that he would continue to vacillate between uh, the worldly nature and the spiritual nature within him and, and he continued to be exposed to what was happening in his life. He ended up bringing over 40 students uh, to church uh, as a campus missionary. He uh, rejuvenated his campus club. It went from about 12 people to about 60 people in uh, a matter of weeks. He ended up being a grand club giver repeatedly, giving thousands of dollars uh, and uh, he was one in, that many of my leaders had given up on, and yet he consistently, as we said, a high bar achieved. And I was, frankly, at the beginning, I was shocked when he was doing these things, uh, achieving high goals and high marks that we were uh, striving towards, because some of the most well-behaved students in the youth group didn't really seem to engage. But he was setting uh, an example for them to follow. Um, that same student uh, sent us a check here last week for $1,000. I couldn't believe it. Um, I had had a conversation with him right after we canceled youth convention, and uh, that student said to me, um, so what does that mean you know, for you guys financially for youth convention? I said, well, it means we're going to be hurting very badly because in the youth department we have multiple full-time employees, and youth convention, camp, winter retreat, you know, the mandate of our organizational bylaws, the bylaws of our district require that our department be self-funded and all these events help us to be able to do ministry. And uh, he called me or texted me and said, hey, my wife and I were sending you a check because we know you lost a lot of uh, income and ability to do ministry when you didn't have a youth convention. He sent a check for $1,000 to a student. Not a wealthy student, not a successful businessman. It's actually the student is a house parent over at Hershey, at the Hershey School. And uh, so they're not making like huge amounts of money. They're just sacrificial people. And he continues to amaze and surprise me with how he's living a sacrificial life. But set high goals and keep those goals geared toward the vision of your youth ministry. Don't settle for less than stellar results. Instead, set high goals and encourage the heart pastorally. Recognize it when students reach those goals. Um, reward that uh, behavior in one way or another, personalize it, uh, make it very meaningful to them. Uh, students look up to you and your leaders. And I just want to encourage everybody watching today, listen, we're in uh, week whatever 
of this of this seemingly never-ending quarantine. And let me encourage you, you're doing a great job. Uh, keep communicating uh, to your young people. Keep trying. I've talked with uh, several leaders, uh, some of which have said, um, we're really struggling to connect with our live stream. Then get on the phone. Phones still work. Get on your uh, phone and text. Get on your phone and call. Get in touch with your students one-on-one. See how they're doing. But let me encourage you, you're doing a good job. Keep trying. Keep communicating. Keep your voice out there. Uh, Keep going. And let me encourage you, secondly, that what we're in right now, it will pass. It might be a matter of weeks or months or even a year, but it will pass. So keep your eyes up. Keep your chin up. And uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to pray for you today and uh, ask God to bless you. God, thanks for all these leaders out here. And thank you for uh, just their witness, their call, their ministry. God, I pray that you would not let them be weary in doing good, but uh, encourage them through your Holy Spirit today because uh, in due season they will reap a harvest. God, I pray for our churches and our leaders out there who are uh, struggling, who are challenged, who are uh, just doing battle spiritually and uh, maybe even physically we pray that you would uh, gird them up through your Holy Spirit, that you would uh, just uh, heal whatever is going on in their lives and their hearts. And uh, God, we set our eyes, we fix our eyes on you, the author and finisher of our faith. And uh, Lord, we put aside our earthly uh, challenges and we put aside our earthly concerns, our anxiety, our depression, we cast our cares on you. And uh, God, we just pray for your assistance, your help, and uh, guide us today, we ask in Jesus' name. Uh, We have a book to give away today. It's called Growing With. It's another Kara Powell book. And uh, here's what I want you to do. Uh, Put it in a comment here this week. What are you doing to encourage the heart in your youth ministry? What are you doing to recognize positive and uh, recognize and reinforce positive behavior? How are you uh, encouraging that? What are some of the goals you've set and how do you acknowledge and recognize it when students reach those goals? And we'll send that book out growing with. We'll announce the uh, winner next week, but give us a comment. How are you encouraging the heart? How are you setting uh, those goals and then recognizing it when students reach those goals? Thanks everybody. (laughs) 